It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. Todd Surprise running the show. Kirk Elliott, my partner for 23 years, sitting next to me. And I just can't believe it's been 23 years, Kirk, that we've been together. Can you believe that? Can you absolutely believe that me and you and Todd... Todd has been with us for how many years? 12 years now? This is, this is my 12th year, guys. So. 12th year. <laughs> sure, Todd's I can believe Todd's it. Todd Surprise is the only guy to stick it out with the racing boys. Yeah. I'm hoping for there's a prize at the end of the tunnel. There, there might be a prize at the end of the tunnel. So You know what? We all like racing, so that's why we're here. I'm able to stick it out. Well, you know, when I met Todd... It was, that, it's this weekend. That's what I'm saying. This is the 12th was, year. Was this? Is yeah. this this weekend? Yeah. Well, back then, I don't know what was the what was the race weekend back then, Kirk. Was it in September when they had? Uh, was this it? would have been uh, 2011. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. So was it in September or was October, it October? So yeah. it had been the October. October. So that's when it was farther. Off. That's right. They've been pushing it towards the warmer years because we've been worried about maybe snow right, right, <laughs> back no in the, but yeah that was the that was the final race at kansas speedway when i bumped into you i'd already had sent you a few things you, you'd sent me a co- and you were riding for the lakeside program that's at the right time. and be, and i was also writing for a website called um uh the bloody or bloody elbow what was the com. bloody elbow it was an all catch-all <laughs> website that kind of had it was a place where you could go and, and find the first MMA was starting to catch on, right? And um, so MMA was was like just UFC had just starting to blow up. I'd been following MMA for a while, right. and so they had a website for people that watched MMA and some tough sports like that. Well, he was trying to expand his audience, knuckle sports. Yeah, and he was trying to expand his audience <laughs> to some other stuff. So, he had some guys that were writing for some soccer stuff and some baseball stuff and I was like, "Man, I I go, I'm going to write you I got some stuff I've been doing for Lakeside Speedway. Let me send you some stuff." So, I started writing some articles and it was the year of the big flood when it finally came back, you know, when Lakeside 93. Fin- 93 when it finally came back, I was writing and then what was the second flood, Kirk? What was the the second big flood? Uh, Two thousand. That's been within the last ten years, hasn't it? No, they had another. There was another one. Where it flooded out. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, I'd written an article and I'd shared it to your Facebook page, and um, I think you had reached out to maybe John O'Neill because he knew me. I've known John O'Neill since yeah. maybe sixth grade, fifth grade, right? And. Um, Asked him if I you knew me and stuff, and like you said, reached out. And uh, Scott, I jumped on the golf cart back when you had the Yamaha golf cart, yeah, and uh, took a ride. We drove down. He drove me down to where I could walk through the tunnel turn, so I could. And we, we chit chatted. We chit chatted, and you said, "Hey, I'll get a hold of you after this here um, this week," because you were getting ready to go back out on the, or you getting ready to go on the. You guys, we hadn't even done video. This is before Racing Boys started doing video, right? You know, we had we were doing, we were doing you know, audio, audio only, only. Yeah. yeah, and um, so we got on there, and, and we were at the old station, the old, the real eight ten, the fifteen ten, right, big station over there. And I came in on one morning, and uh, Kirk 
you guys put me down and you said, you just going to let him go? And he goes, what can he hurt? He just let him go. And so off we went. And I've been here for 12 years since. So. How about that? You, 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 listen, we can't thank you enough for being with us for 12 years. Todd. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm just telling you right now publicly that you've been the best thing that's happened to Kirk and I in the last 12 years. And, and, and we've had a lot of other people come through here and try to work and they never stick around and you're the only guy that stick around for the last 12 years and man we can't thank you enough for doing so oh, i i really appreciate that. that's that's kind kind words i you know when i had finished my journey battling the the evil you're, the evil disease that you know cancer yeah. gets on people and i i just kind of made up my mind that um i was going to go in a different direction i'd been I I was a jack of all trades, you guys. You guys know that. I've I've done everything. I've laid right. carpet. I've worked worked in a grocery, grocery store. I was a manager at a grocery store. I've done a lot of things. I worked at a General Motors facility before. I worked at a place that videotape built video. So I was kind of done with that, and I just wanted to do something that I could maybe work a couple days a week and make a little bit of money and then not be so stressed guys because the stress is what kind of that's what brings cancer it, back it, it, and it can it can tear your body up and your mind up so i just was going looking for a different direction like i said people say oh you went work with scott trailer to get rid of s s stress well that it that wasn't it it was getting rid of going to work hey, daily listen to, todd I, I'm not as stressful no. off the air as I am on Ab the air. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm I'm more of a prick on the air than I am <laughs> off the air. Absolutely. Well, I want to echo everything Scott said about you. You make our life easier, Todd, and well, we enjoy it. hanging around with and you. Hey, and, and, and listen, just so you know, you're well-rounded and 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 you're you're you've got a lot of things going on. I do. I, I have a lot that, of oars in the. That you've I got know. a lot of oars in the water, yep. and listen, me and you can talk about anything. Yep, that's that's the one thing. And like I said, Kirk knows me. I can walk up to anybody and well, talk hey, to anybody, hey, man. Listen, There's not anybody Kirk, that Kirk, Kirk and I and you, me and you, against Kirk. Yeah, it's tough for him. That, that's a little tough on yeah, Kirk. A it little, is. Uh, sometimes. But I can make friends with anybody. Isn't it a little tough on you once in a while, Kirk? Yeah, it doesn't bother me a bit. He doesn't, enjoys it. He doesn't bother. He, he enjoys the banner. you got to have a little banner in your life yeah. in order to yeah. make it worthwhile. No doubt. A little salt with the pepper. Yeah, yeah. but, the, you know, the thing of it is, the, and the lesson is, we can still all be friends. we still got a lot of things in common. Absolutely. That well, we like, all enjoy. So. Like I said, my, my time here yeah. at Racing Boys, I've enjoyed all of it. Um you know, we used to do it. We've done TV. Uh, hold on now. There, there's a time or two when you didn't enjoy it. Well, down the, at the chili. Chili bowl. bowls are tough, uh, and it wasn't just the long out. And you know, the chili bowl wasn't tough. It's the shootout was what kicks your ass. The chili bowl's tough because you already did the shootout. Yeah, and and you're wore out from the chili. You're, you're from wore, the shootout. You're, you're just strung to the hilt, man. Well, it's, especially when you broke your arm down there during yeah. the chili bowl one and, year. That, yeah. that was not good. Like I said, hey, I, I've well, I've done a lot, I've been around a listen, lot with the race. He 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 couldn't have got to the hospital any quicker. No. And you took him to the hospital. I right? drove him to the hospital and I stayed there with him for a little bit. Just to make sure that he got checked Until in. Until they, they got me my pills. She said, if it's really broke, we'll get him right back. And as soon as they said, they told him, hey, we're taking him back. And Scott says, I'm out of here. And I said, yeah, I'm going to be back here for all night. And I, I, mean, made it, I made it back. For the A-Main. Just in time for the A-Main. Yep. 
left r- right at the end of the yeah. C and right. made it back at the A, which is pretty good. Thank you. And it, and if this is back, guys, if people who are used to going the what sh- year was that? That was the that was the year Kevin Swindell won. The last year Kevin Swindell 2013. won. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. So ten years ago. That's a right. Over 10 years a little ago. over. And so when I got there, this was back when they still would have people having issues with uh, breathing in fumes. Oh Remember? yeah. And, and there was a there bunch of them there, down there. There were people there. down there, and they were like. <laughs> Look, we can't put you in front of them unless you're really hurt, you know, because these guys have. And now I was like, "Look, man, this thing snapped, Jack. I mean, it's broke. It ain't like a joke." And and you know that the fumes he is slipped not even on an the mud. He slipped on the mud in front of the yeah. announcer's booth yeah. and fell down trying to throw a uh, went a, a beach ball. Up, and right? like you said, I wouldn't normally chase a beach ball, but this little kid and he had a cute little face was asking for the ball, you know. Hey, and didn't you get that I still ball? Got it. And then you have a bunch of people autographing. Well, Brian Kapinski, God rest his soul, he um, he grabbed the ball and had a bunch of other people sign it and get well and what have you on there. And uh, I have it in my – I've got it in my closet. Oh, at, Brian, at man, he was a That's good one. one of your prized possessions. It is. Now. I've got it still in my – and whenever I – here's what's funny. I'll be cleaning a closet out about once every three years, my closet that has all my stuff in it, and I'll be like, what's this? And I'll open up like, oh, my gosh, that's that beach ball. Uh, <laughs> Still have man. that beach ball. But, yes, guys, this was – and like Kirk was going to say, they don't even have any – the issues with fumes isn't even a thing now. It's not. The amount of money and technology they've spent on the get that air in and out, the air quality in and out of there. I, from I, the, I've not been sick down no. there one time. And like I said, the first year I was there, I noticed it, right? But from that day on, you haven't. never. It's never even been an issue. Now, like you said, you can bur- your eyes are still going to burn. From uh, kinda- <laughs> uh, uh, during the A-Main, uh, the final A-Main, yep. when they run 55 laps. That's about when you've. That, that that a little bit of fumes. That's get in about there, when you start to feel bit. it. It's yeah. been a long time since I've had after effects of the. Oh yeah, bowl. no, because they it used, used to call the chili bowl flu. Take me two three weeks to kind of get it cleaned out of your Never. system. Yeah. I've not Never. noticed any problems you, in the last four or five and years. And you'd hear it about people that were not normally going to races like that and being around those type of cars or sprint cars or any type right so a lot of people would go get a ticket to the chili bowl right <laughs> and they'd go in there and then all of a sudden. You know, they'd never been to the chili. They may get a ticket from a friend, and they go, and they come out of there like, oh, my God, I can't even, you know, like you said, you will suffer some effects back then, but it's not even the same It's not even the same ball game now. It's a whole yeah. different. It's well, whole we're different. four or five months away. That's from, why we were uh, saying it it's, again it's getting ready hey, to happen. I cannot wait to get back down there. Yeah. Hey, listen, do, do, we, do we do a little show down there this year? I don't know. Here's what I'm. I could just bring the laptop and have somebody sit next to me. And yeah, we could do that. We, we could do that. Yeah, I think we did it last year, we didn't could, we not? With Scotty Cook. Yeah, I would well, do the Scotty show. Scotty Cook did it, but he did it on his own Facebook time. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would. I mean, if we're we, going to, we could still do it that way. Sure. Yeah. And if you're going to do the podcast still down there, I mean, that's still not an issue. I mean, we're going to be able Since to. Since we're not doing the live video anymore, yeah. uh, the last couple of years, I've had more fun at the Chili Bowl than I had the previous 16. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. But now. I'm not going to, I'm not putting my oar in that water until I talk with the wife on that end. Yeah. We may have already, she may have something already guaranteed for me to do. Uh, <laughs> you might be going to a baseball game. What, no, it's, that's going to be getting, January's two months away from the wedding. So we're going to be, 
Oh, you understand? I mean, you literally, a lot going there's on a there. lot going on. Big right news because Scott Trailer's a new grandpa, and Todd's surprise going to walk his daughter down the aisle next just, March. How just, about that? And a graduation in March. So hey, April. Uh, hold on, hold on, Todd. Are you are you thinking about being a grandpa yet? The wedding is. You want the wedding to yeah, go off first because first. it's just. I mean, it's here. It's already. I mean, it's been announced, and it's like. There's nothing I can even think other than oh my I gotta, you know I gotta clean my act up again for a good picture and and everything. I mean, if you notice, I shaved, right? Hey, hey I, listen. I came in, I shaved. Are, are you gonna cut your hair? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna trim it up. I have it all. I'm gonna look the part. You're gonna play the part. And you you can't wait till you see the suit. I'm gonna be looking styling and profiling, as Ric Flair would hey, say. Hey, our first person to chime in is Marie. Hi, Marie. We appreciate Marie you. is the best, right? We got a lot of listeners, but the first one chiming in, and we appreciate Gosh, that. We really love Marie. She's a she's a East Coaster. That's right. Well, she- and um, her and Tammy are usually one of the first people to check in on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And we she, we got a good show lined up for well, today. Pimp, Man, pimp. we do. We've got a great show lined up today. We've got uh, Matt Covington who picked up the win at um lakeside speedway on friday night we went out there and watched that race what'd you think of that race kurt uh i thought it was great uh great action the racetrack was in good shape but uh you know the racing that went on behind matt covington was uh pretty good to watch but matt uh matt was pretty dominant out there on friday night he backed that up with a fifth place finish on Saturday night in the ASCS National Tour, but the big news on Friday night has to be uh, Jason Martin, the points leader, didn't really run all that well on Friday night, but he comes back on Saturday night and wins the feature event. Uh, after Covington closed the gap just a little bit and the points standing, Martin able to stretch it back out just a little bit Saturday night down at Salina High Banks. Right. Um, right now, Matt Covington is 49 points out of the lead. He's the only guy that's got a chance to win this championship right now is Matt Covington. And he's going to join us a little bit later on the show. And also we're going to have Chase Rodman on here and Trenton Barry, our two regular guests that we have on each and every week right here. We'll talk about, uh, um, we'll talk about the world of outlaws and Logan Schuhart goes back to back. He wins up at uh, West Fargo and Grand Forks, right? Sweeps the weekend in Sweeps North Dakota. Sweeps the weekend, yeah. As the Outlaws are getting ready to head to the Pacific Northwest, a couple of racetracks you're familiar with, Skagit Speedway this weekend for a three-night show and Grace Harbor on Monday night. So, I'd uh, love to be back up at Skagit. Yeah. It's just that uh, our budget can't afford it. And then, I, uh, Listen, I, I, I tell you this. What I'm going to do next year, I'm going to go to more races than I've ever been to in one year. I, I, that That's my plans next year, Kirk, is to go to as many races as I possibly can next year. We're going to have to get a couple of sponsors to help pay for that. Well, we're going to have to, if we can get some sponsors to help us out with the fuel and stuff, that would be great. Yeah. But we're going to have an RV and we're gonna tow. I'm gonna tow that thing around, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna camp out in the RV wherever I go. That's and you're what, just gonna stay out on the road. I, I 
you never know, Kirk. I might just stay out on the road a little bit. You've gotten cabin fever. I was going to say, Kirk, you know what's house. happened right hey, now. I, I, I'm jonesing to get back out on the road. Yeah. Me and Kirk had a bet when how long it was going to take before Scott Trailer was going to be like, man, I've got well, On the other side of it, I've been to more races in the I, last couple absolutely. of seasons than I was in the previous 15. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, we got out of the live video business and uh, – you know, I'm allowed to get out on the road a little bit more. I don't travel like you do. We went to Eldora Speedway and Knoxville. I went to Houston Speedway back in June. That's about as far as I got this year. But. You know, if I would have just been smart and called Tommy Hahn, they would have had an RV spot for me up there at Houston's. Yeah, you should have you called him when you were up there. You drove all the way up there and then drove back. I, I drove all the way up there in one day and drove back the I same day. And then two days later, John Lee and I drove up there for the Saturday night show and had a great time. Yeah. We didn't stay in an RV while we were up there, but had a hotel in Sioux City on the way back. But that was that was the first time I'd ever been to Houston Speedway. And uh, I had we had a great time up there. Right. They uh, had a big race last night, by the way, at Houston Speedway. Justin Henderson picking up the win after Tim Kading had a tire go down. So Justin Henderson, the feature winner up at Houston's last night. Hey, um, Marie just said that if I get up to the Grove, I will take you out to lunch. Well, that's an offer. Man, I, I, listen, Marie, I'll take you up on that one. Um, you know, what is the little restaurant that's just up the road around the corner it, it it's a little bitty restaurant and it's it's right there by Williams Grove. I can't think of the name of that restaurant. What it is? I've only been there one time in my life, so I'm not. Nearly you're not. As familiar you're not with familiar with it. As you are right. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it, it it's some good eating there. I'm telling you that, and it's got a little bar in there, and a a a, a bunch of us usually go over there the night before. And uh, check that out. Uh, Pennsylvania, probably the late models uh, was the highlight this weekend at Port Royal, but they did have some sprint car racing at BAPS Motor Speedway last night out there. Danny Dietrich coming up with the win, outrunning Devin Borden and Mark Smith. But uh, pretty good action at Port Royal Speedway this weekend for the uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Hudson O'Neill coming through with the feature victory on Saturday night, 50-lap feature event, $50,000 yeah. payday for Hudson O'Neill. Looked like Ricky Thornton Jr., who's been the man this year in late model racing, had two Six. engine problems when two different race cars on Saturday night. How many night. races has he won this year, 16 or 17? 16, 16 feature races after last Thursday night at Georgetown Speedway in That's Delaware. That's a good number. You know, that number is really special yeah. to me, 16. Then on Saturday night, the heat race, they had some kind of a lifter problem in the engine, so they brought out the backup race car, started at the tail end they of can the do that. event. They can bring out a backup race car. Yeah, but you got to start at the back of the A-Main, which he'd already qualified for. So he started 22nd, got himself up to 2nd at Port Royal Speedway, and the car slowed again. His engine was overheating, and so he dropped out. That's probably the worst night he'd had but he's still as fast as he ever was charging from 22nd to second i think he probably would have won the race had that not occurred 
And Mike Marler was what, a big what, player what, in that what race. What made you think that he was going to win the race, Kurt? Just the way he was he was fastest car on the racetrack there towards the end of that race. And it was about 10 laps to go when he had that problem. And Jonathan Davenport, an early leader, was Brandon Overton. But Jonathan Davenport had the lead. Then Mike Marler made his presence felt. But it was a big move by Hudson O'Neill down on the inside of turns one and two with just a handful of laps to go to take over the lead and win the $50,000. Kirk, I, I, I think that the uh, All-Star Championship is pretty much going to go to Zeb Weiss. What do you think? I think so. But then, again, he had a little bit of an issue the other night. They raced in Michigan this weekend, the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, but, but he went back-to-back, back, right? Well, before that, he went back-to-back. Back, but Saturday night, looking for his third straight win, Tyler Courtney able to pull off the victory after Wise uh, made he, contact he, He's there. got a 106-point lead. Yeah. He's got a good-sized lead, no yeah, doubt, in the no Redeem number 26 car. Tyler Courtney, who sat out, what, about a month? He was out of that number seven race car, came back. He's already won two feature races since he's come back. He won the first night he came back uh, last week and then uh, picks up the win on Saturday night up at Butler Speedway in Michigan. So who do you think is going to win the championship in the world of outlaws, Brad Sweet, Carson Macedo, or David Gravel? I think Brad Sweet's going to go for five in a row. I think he's going to win his fifth in a row. That's what I think. He's up by 50 points right now. I mean, David Gravel uh, stopped a bad string of bad finishes in his book Saturday night when he finished second in the feature event at Red River Valley Speedway. But prior to that, he had three straight sub-top ten finishes, which is that's very un-David Gravel-like. But he was able to stop the bleeding on Saturday night in the number two car. Carson Macedo is the only other driver that really has a shot at winning this championship. But I think Brad Sweet, who's been so consistent during his four-in-a-row run to the championship, even though he may not be running as strong as he has the past couple of years, he's running consistent enough that he's the man to beat right now. He's got the lead. He's, I think he's going to be tough to take down. Tyler Courtney is 685 points behind. So well, he's, he doesn't have a chance. He, he has no sat chance. Sat out too many races. Right, yeah, no doubt. So, you know, we're interest, entering into the next couple of weeks. It's going to be very interesting for the World of Outlaws. As we mentioned, they're out at Skagit Speedway for three nights, Grays Harbor, next weekend. And after that, it's the Gold Cup Race of Champions at Chico, California, at Silver Dollar Speedway. That's one of the big races. You there. know, we, we didn't see the replay but at Salina High Banks, Blake Hahn was leading that race, and he went off a three and four. They didn't have a replay of it, so we couldn't see what exactly what happened to him. But Jason Martin ended up winning that race. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, Blake, who had won the Sooner Region race on Friday night at Creek County Speedway, right. went down to Salina High Banks and really looked strong and grabbed the lead, was all alone out in front. And I'm not exactly sure what happened. Car slipped off the road. That's a high bank racetrack, too. 
slipping off the uh, track down there in turns three and four. I don't know what exactly happened right there, but he was the man to beat. Jason Martin was able to uh, take advantage of all that and cruise on to the win. Are you surprised Jason Martin, he really didn't have that strong of a night at Lakeside Speedway? No. He finished finished in the top ten, but he wasn't nearly as strong at Lakeside as he we're used to seeing him out on the tour. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Matt Covington is going to join us. He's going to talk about his win out at Lakeside Speedway and how he did down at Salina High Banks. That's all next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And they're going to be racing down at CMS again this weekend, right? Two big nights this weekend, Labor Day weekend at CMS for the Midwest Lightning Sprints, Saturday and Sunday. Both Saturday and Sunday. Right. Oh, well, hopefully they'll get a few more cars down there than they had last week. Let's hope that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply. Matt Covington joins us next. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum 
and our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. Good afternoon, everybody. Can't appreciate everybody that tunes into the show each and every week. And um, just got an, uh, a little bit of an update from Marie out on the East Coast. Well, I'll bring that up a little bit later in the show. So we can't thank everybody enough for being a part of the show today. Um, Let's uh, let's go to our old buddy I traveled up and down the road with for many, many years. And I'm, I'm so happy that he's in the middle of this points championship battle. Matt Covington joins us now on the air. How are you doing, Matt? Good, Scott. Thanks for having me on there. Hey, man. That was a pretty dominating performance out there. I, I, I know. L let's step back a little bit and let's talk about your wreck up there at Knoxville, man, that was, that was a scary moment for, you know, me and Scotty, we were standing there right there when they were cutting you out of the car. And let me tell you, as, as a good friend to Matt Covington, Scotty and I both are, uh, w we were horrified to see him cutting you out of that car, man. Uh, that was, that was one of the scariest moments of the weekend for me and Scotty. It, uh, yeah, it was scary and it hurt. It was, it <laughs> It, uh, it hurt. It, uh, you know, I just, I was, it was the white flag lap. Um, and I really, and I was really just kind of by myself thinking maybe I could run down the guy in front of me and, uh, didn't, wasn't doing nothing different. Just was running the top and coming out of four, the back of my car set down on the right rear and the motor revved up a little bit. And the next, and then the next thing I know, uh, I think was about the, uh, well, I think I woke up for a little bit as they were cutting my, cage off 
and uh, and then I remember I remember having a dream. I remember I remember my cage, them pulling my cage off, and then they put the backboard behind me. And then as they started to lift me up, I I went out again, and I started having this dream. It was kind of like a it was like a dream that a guy gets lost in, you know, where you don't know what's real and what's not real. And uh, this might exp- this might tell you how hard I hit my head too, but. This is I I, did, I can't really tell you what the dream was about, but it uh, I just remember waking up, waking up flat on a backboard, and there was like eight other safety crew there at Knoxville, uh, all looking at me, looking down at me, and my first thought was, you know, I was uh, probably probably used explicit word, but it, my first thought uh, was, dang, you know, I I I did just wreck my sprint car and hurt my back, you know, I, where I, where I got kind of lost in the dream where I thought that was real for a minute. And, but then I woke back up like that and I, uh, ended up, ended up at the hospital, which, uh, I can't even tell you what they did to, it's not PG 13, what they did to me when I (laughs) first got into the hospital, but there, uh, you know, there was needles and blood drawn and that kind of thing. And the CT scan was, probably one of the most painful things I'd ever done because my back was hurt, you know, and they put you on the, on that board and, so, you know, and the muscle that I, the muscle that I hurt goes from my back all the way to my chest. So like I actually had a lot of chest pain too, or, you know, breathing, breathing sucked and getting out of the hospital, you know, sleeping was the real thing that sucked real bad, but it, uh, you know, doing a lot better now, you know, a little bit of chest tenderness back's a little sore after two nights of racing but honestly i if you would have talked to me a week a week ago i would have told you i didn't know if i was going to be able to race or not so i'm uh i'm definitely feel like i'm making a speedy recovery now so so the reason they cut you out of the car is because you were coming in and out of consciousness right yeah, I think I I think I had mentioned like when I was in or out, in and out, you know, I, I had mentioned that my back hurt and they were kept kept saying, you know, then I'd pass out, I guess, and they were trying to wake me up. Uh, and then I, I must have pinched a nerve or something in my left arm because my left arm actually didn't work until I got on the ambulance ride and like could start moving my fingers a little bit and uh, started working after about an hour in the hospital. But it was like I think they were concerned. Yeah. Um, uh, which I'm glad they cut me out of the car. I mean, I don't think I wasn't getting out of the car. I mean, somebody was going to have to cut me out of there, drag me out of there one. And if I, I think if I would have been conscious, you know, they might've been able to figure out my back wasn't broke, but it, uh, you know, and I've never, I don't have a lot of experience hurting muscles. Um, but you know, like last year I pulled a couple of ribs out of the cartilage in my sternum and and that hurt i mean that hurt super bad and that took like six months to to fully recover from yeah and it uh my chest kind of feels similar to that but like the you know then i have my back kind of it's my more of my upper back if it was my lower back i would just tell you that's how that's how it is every day but right, this yeah. is more my more my upper back but so now and honestly, it made my lower back feel way better. I haven't had any lower back pain since the accident. Right. Um. So, <laughs> so going into Lakeside on Friday night, I talked to your dad. He said you were a little banged up and you weren't feeling so good. Um, talk about the pain going into Lakeside on Friday night. Well, honestly, I, I really thought I would be, once the adrenaline got going and hot laps, like, I, I figured I would be good for Friday. I, I, going into Friday, I've and, and I probably didn't 
say that to Bill or we didn't talk about it, but he knows what I felt I was like earlier in the week. And it, uh, you know, I knew that I would get through Lakeside. It was come Saturday was my real worry. I just, and I'm just remembering what, when my rib injury from the year before, um, you know, how it felt the day after I did it versus, uh, when I raced and then, you know, then the day after I raced, what it felt like. And, it uh I went downhill big time that time after I raced, so I was expecting to really have some uh, adversity to overcome on saturday and and really, I woke up, you know, sure, I was more sore, but i wasn't uh i didn't I really didn't think it was gonna hurt my performance, and it didn't i mean that's that's how much better I'm doing yeah so you you ended up running fourth because the guy in front of you didn't make make it to the scales, and so you ended up running fourth, but Salina Highbanks. As I know, because I've been there a few times, that place is really giddy up and it's really banked up, and that's why you were worried about your back a little bit. Is that correct? Because it was such a high bank track. Well, sure. I mean, just being a big fast track, even. I mean, honestly, a week ago I was worried about just getting in and out of the car. Uh, was you know how bad I was. I mean, I like I could, I wasn't sleeping any later than three in the morning uh i would just be in so much pain like i i it felt better to stand up and get around so then i'm thinking to myself like how the heck am i gonna drive the race car you know and uh charlie fisher actually he told me some and i don't know if there's anything to it or not it may be like so which doctor trick uh i don't know but charlie charlie's a smart guy and a lot of things he tells me about the race car the engine he uh he uh he knows what he knows what's up and he told me uh he told me this trick um told me to get some fish oil uh i think he called it like omega xl2 or something my wife ordered all this stuff off amazon and then some turmeric and he told me that whatever this stuff is it's it lubes up your muscles is what he like what he called it and uh or he said the turmeric kind of opens it up so it'll absorb it and then and then to take the fish oil pills and uh and i did what he told me to do i ordered it and did what he told me to do and uh so maybe that was the trick to yeah. the speedy recovery being able to get back out there fish oil and uh turmeric turmeric well hey listen man that was a dominating performance out there at lakeside speedway y- you always get around lakeside pretty good don't you bud yeah yeah especially when they have a good surface you know i've been there where the track just really blew off and in hot laps and and they would they try to bring it back and and never get it back there but that night you know it kept the top and the bottom some moisture wasn't terrible on the tires it uh that was the lakeside that i really like racing at and then we do seem to to have some good speed there we've uh i think that was the first time we've actually won the national race but we've been in the hunt um several times there and and we seem to be able to unload there and be fast right out of the gate that's uh it's always nice when you're when you're fast out of the gate and you don't have to do do much to the car so you don't have the opportunity to mess it all up hey uh matt congratulations on the win on friday night you were able to cut into the points just a little bit after friday night when the guy you're chasing jason martin finished ninth but then he comes back on saturday night to win but you know we thought you could finish fifth but you finished fourth because chance morton failed to make the scales but just how do you see the rest of the season right now? Some of these events are not full points races, but you've got, got plenty of time to make up this 49-point hey, deficit. Hey, Matt, the biggest problem is is that when you only have, like, 23 cars, the guy that you're battling the championship for, 
if you guys finish close to each other, it's hard to make up a lot of points, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, uh, hey, Kirk first, and then uh, Scott. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, you're right there. You know, I mean, it makes it to where when a guy is having, you know, what we'd call a bad night, where uh, everything just isn't going perfect, or your car doesn't feel spectacular to you, or maybe you're just not doing the best job driving it. Uh, you can take some of those bad nights. It's to me, it's easier to take a bad night like that and turn it into a top ten finish uh, than if we had a fifty car field. Yeah, and you know, and so they're the the Hawkett race, um, big car count. You know, really, I didn't like. I mean, there's a part of me. If I wasn't in a tight points battle right now, I think splitting the field was a a, a good thing because I've been there and it's it makes for a really tough three days. And then, and in in the past few years, I've had uh, some really really tough three days. You know, where uh, we're talking about engine changes and I think even maybe a car change one time at uh it uh, it makes for a tough weekend. So I can see why they did it and that kind of thing. I wish they wanted it because I'm in a tight points battle, uh, like you say. Um, and 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 to Kirk's question, I I expect it to go uh, uh, probably a lot the same. Jason's not a he's a tough he's a tough competitor. I mean, he proved that at Salina bounce back. You know, that's what a that's what a guy has to do, and that's uh, and we plan on doing the same. And it, uh, it hopefully it'll be uh, exciting uh, close to the end. How do you see and, these two? And if uh, any luck, maybe I come out on top. <laughs> how do you see these two racetracks coming up this weekend? You're going to be at Arrowhead and Longdale Speedway. Well, I uh, I have raced at Arrowhead before. I think they called it something else. Uh, what maybe West Siloam. Speedway, or uh, maybe maybe it was called Flint Rock Speedway at that time. Um, so I tell you that I have to I have to like it. I don't know if how much the track changed. I haven't been out there. I heard big changes happen to the facility. And Stephen, uh, my crew guy, was just showing me a video of the track, and I, it looks like they put a wall around it. Um, I don't think it used to have a wall all the way around it. It uh, I really think they revamped the place up and. Uh, that might be a new track for everybody, but they uh, looks it looks it looks great from the video I seen. Well, uh, I, it, it's just another race to to try to get the point lead uh, tightened up. You know, if you ask Brian Holbert, he'd tell you that I'm good when we go to new tracks. So maybe I have that going for me. And then at Longdale, I mean, I want to say that we had decent runs at Longdale. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it. Uh, I think it's two two good opportunities for us. But Jason's been tough all year, and it, uh, you know, so it, uh, it's just we just got to do all that we can, try to make the right moves, and not let them outwork us, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, Matt, I've been pulling for you for a long time, and you're right in the middle of this championship battle right now between you and Jason Martin. Um, right. I, I, I think a lot of people are pulling for you to win the championship this year. What your thoughts, do people come up and say that they, they're rooting for you to win the championship this year? Yeah. I mean, I've heard some of that I and mean, I'm sure that uh, Jason has his supporters too. I mean, it, uh, it's, I've just been there. I've been on the tour longer and haven't won the championship and I've been in the, you know, finishing the top five n- numerous times. It, uh, 
you know, going into the season, I, you know, I'm sure I probably was, uh, you know, the favorite or um, amongst them, you know, I, we, Jason finished right behind me in points last year and we were close. Uh, I knew, I knew outrunning Jason was going to be, um, a challenge and, uh, but you know, there's a part of it where it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't a challenge, you know, so it, uh, it, uh, you know, it, a lot of people, a lot of people are pulling for us. And, uh, you know, and that means a lot. And it, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, and your sponsors uh, want it. And uh, I, a little extra, putting a little extra pressure on me, uh, Scott, I'd, I'd have to tell you, actually, it's a good thing. Like, I uh, I think it, make, it makes me push it a little harder yeah. and uh, not get complacent. And it's too tough. It's too tough. I mean, a guy, if a guy has any complacency for a lap, I mean, it, that's all it can take. And yeah. it, uh, you just, you got to be, and it's, throughout a whole season i mean it's not easy to keep keep a the hard hard focus i mean we're not there's a difference between racing hard and and a hundred and ten percent every single lap you know and it's and you have to be that way and your car has to be good and your crew has to be doing the right things and making your stuff ain't falling off the car there's a lot to the equation it uh but jason i think it to me it looks like uh Jason's in a good uh, mental state, good crew, good everything. I feel like we're the same way. I think uh, that's why I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be close to the end. I think uh, we just we need to have a good weekend, you know. And Jason needs to have a not as good weekend. Um, you know, I don't see uh, I don't see I don't see the team slowing down for us. Yeah, Scott. no, no doubt. Um, what do you think about heading out to Arizona? You know, the, we used to go out to Yuma. And and then we'd go, uh, and I'm seeing Casa Grande and Central Arizona Raceway. What do you think about get, going back out to Arizona? Well, I've had success out there. I uh, have a friend out there, uh, Bill Hendrickson. Lets me stay at his shop and uh, at his house and in, in Phoenix, right right across the street from Glendale, uh, or the I guess it'd be the Arizona um, football stadium, and. Uh, pretty nice spot there but it uh you know arizona's not a bad place to be in the winter time it's not i uh i you know i i, I may have a argument about going in the summertime or any other time but the winter time but it uh I, I don't have a problem going out there um you know it'd just be a matter of uh how many teams that that we could get out there and i you know not everybody on the ascs national tour is a, a super highly funded team and right. uh you know i think that's part of why Terry was wanting to kind of centralize the schedule a little bit more to, to maybe try to attract a few teams to it that that haven't found a a, a good diesel sponsor yet. Um, it uh, I think maybe that may play an effect on it. Me personally, sure, I'd like I'd love to be out there. Uh, love to be back out in the Northwest. Uh, wouldn't take much for a guy to twist my arm to go to Florida, you know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Had a yeah. good time in Pennsylvania in the Northeast. I like the travel, and you know, I'm, I'm the wrong guy to talk to about that. It, uh, I enjoy the traveling. I, you know, you know how good a time it was when uh, we were out there. Yeah, um, no doubt. Doing all the traveling. It, uh, I miss the traveling. Uh, things are a little bit busier at my house right now uh, with a couple kids. They're real busy right now because uh, Ian started daycare last week, and yeah, then sure enough, he gets sick and. Then he then he he got the wife sick and then the little baby she's got she's got a little a little sniffle now and uh, so we're uh, whole whole household sick so it uh, it's busy at my house so I you know the, the couple years I've had here not 
traveling uh, as much. You know, I get more weekends at home. Or not necessarily weekends even, but but coming back and being there throughout the week to help out a little bit, you know. Just so you know, I'm really tempted to go out there to Arizona and watch you guys race out there. I, I, I might just make the trip myself and go out there and watch you guys race. Yep. Well, come on, Scott. We'd like to have you. Maybe bring Kirk with you. Or yeah, somebody's I got somebody that has to stay there and work though, huh? Kirk Kirk has to stay back here because he is so paranoid that that something will go wrong with the broadcast and so he has to stay here in the studio just to make sure it all works. Yeah, but Arizona yeah. in the wintertime, as Matt said, is pretty tempting. Uh, I'm 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 very tempted to go out there. Yeah, Scott. Well that's good to have a guy like Kirk around there to <laughs> Kirk is, Make sure nothing goes wrong for you. Hey, just so you know, Kirk and I have been partners for 23 years. Do you believe that? Well, I do. I, I hate to believe that. Um, well, but, you know, I think a guy I tell you, you know, I've started racing a sprint car in 2009. Uh, maybe maybe got a couple races in in 2008 at the end of the season. And that was, uh, you know, that's, a, that, that's about 20 years ago or, or 15 years ago, uh, getting close to that. Hey man, listen. I know that when I feel old. Uh, when I was out on the tour, you were out there every year that I was out there, and I was out yep. there for thirteen years. And so now yep. it, it it's been at least fifteen years you've been out there. And I, I, me personally, I'm rooting for you to win the championship. I, I just because nothing against Jason Martin. You know, if he wins the championship, he wins the championship. But me personally, watching you run since 09 all the way till now, I think a lot of people are pulling for you to win the championship. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Scott. Hey, uh, Matt. Uh, we're going to give it our best shot. Talk about, uh, is it Josh that uh, was with you in Victory Circle the other night to uh, Tell, tell yeah, Josh him. Hegwood. Josh Hegwood was down there in Victory Lane with this. Uh, Josh's dad and his uh, grandpa, uh, Tiny, Tiny Ekman. Uh, they uh, they have uh, Ekman Racing or Hegwood Ekman Racing, and they had Ian Matson down there driving their car. I think they had maybe a little engine trouble and, and ended up not racing at Knoxville the next night. Um, but they uh, but that's what Josh was doing down there. He uh, they they took him down there. Uh, to, to run Ian and but the second Josh got there he jumped ship and about as fast as he could hop out of the truck was was in my pit area making sure everything was rolling smooth with us I think uh I think he knew we had a good shot to win that night and he uh he, Josh isn't gonna miss the opportunity to get in victory lane no he's not he, he and I'll tell you he almost gave a longer interview than you did well and they he's starting to get pretty good on the mic <laughs> he's starting to get pretty good on the mic yeah, no doubt about he was it. Good. There's one thing about Josh Hegwood, he's not a shy guy. <laughs> no, no he, he, and and he loves the dingus as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and he just loves the people. I mean, one thing about Josh is uh, interaction. I mean, he's a highly social. I mean, he wants to he wants to call and check on people. He wants to he just wants to have that uh, the friendship. I think. I mean, it means a lot to Josh. I mean, everybody looks at everybody at the racetrack or anybody that likes some uh, sprint car racing anyway for sure they're uh they're a friend of his and that's just the way is that's his mentality and uh yeah i'm sure he uh he, he he loves the whole town of knoxville i tell you 
um, and just sprint car racing. And, uh, you know, I read Josh, he, Josh is probably one of the, he, he definitely is one, probably the most caring friend, if not the most caring friend I've ever had. He's a, he's a guy that give you a call just to check on you, you know, and, and not, not because you wrecked your sprint car at Knoxville, just cause he ain't talked to you in a, in a week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, Matt, like I've told you many times, I'm pulling for you to win this championship. You've been out there for 15 years. There's nobody that deserves it more than Matt Covington to win that championship, and I'm pulling for you, buddy, just so you know. Well, thanks a lot. All right. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show today, man, talking about your injury and uh, man, that, no, I enjoy it. Yeah. Always enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Kirk. See you guys later. All right. There you have it, Matt Covington. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing next weekend down at CMS. So we'll see what they uh, can bring down there this next weekend. Let's hopefully they get a few more cars. All right, we'll, we'll be back with more Mostly Motorsports. Chase Rodman joins us next. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I'm in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. You know, somebody was saying that uh, that Matt Covington sounds a little bit like Chase Rodman. It was amazing until until he said that it was on someone on our YouTube page, and I went, "Oh my gosh, he really does!" <laughs> and uh, we have Chase on now. So. Uh, Chase, how you doing today, bud? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing all right. Um, big weekend uh, this weekend. So uh, Logan Shuhart, he goes back to back up there at West Fargo and Grand Forks, North Dakota. How about that? Yeah, it was a good weekend for him. Um, and I, I don't really know if anybody saw that coming. You know, he's won. He won at Grand Forks before, but he never won at Fargo. Um, and uh, I think really everybody was kind of watching those top three guys to potentially uh, at least one of them get the win on either night. But uh, Logan had a really good weekend, uh, you know, all but dominated on Saturday. And then Friday he kind of seemed like he kind of tricked Sheldon a little bit into thinking the bottom was good and he was able to drive around him. So um, good stuff all weekend. I mean, I thought the race for second on Saturday, I wish – Logan wasn't so far ahead because if the race for second was actually the race for the lead, it might have been the race of the year, but uh, wasn't the case. And um, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend all around. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, uh, Kyle Reinhardt, he had a, a right rear flat, did he? Is that what he had? What happened to him when he was leading that race? Um, I, you might be talking about the All Star race. I, I don't. I'm not. Oh sure. no, what race are you talking about? Uh, no, that was the All Star race. Yeah. 
That was, I think that did happen, though. I think I read that on Twitter. Yeah, no doubt. Sorry about that. A lot of races going I, on. I got a lot of notes here in front of me. So <laughs> um, a lot of races this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so does it, it, what is the point battle right now? It, it, it seems like it's uh, it's pretty close right now. It seems like that uh, fifty points out is uh, Carson Macedo and sixty points out is David Gravel. Um, I don't see Logan Schuhart catching up. He's 288 points back. Um, I know we talk about this points battle all the time, but I, it looks to me like Brad Sweet is going to win his fifth championship. What do you think? Yeah, Actually, I was, 56 I was point you, uh, differential now between Sweet and Macedo. And, uh, 50 points, 50. Kurt. I said 50 points. Yeah. 56-point yeah, I mean, difference. I think that, you know, I think it's not, obviously it's not over yet, but if you were Vegas, you'd probably have to have Brad at probably, you know, minus 200 or something right now to win the championship, and Carson and David probably about plus one, 150 maybe or something around there because, you know, you always got to have the guy that's leading the points, probably higher odds than those guys behind them, um, and especially when they're, you know, 50 and 60 back, so... I mean, he's definitely uh, in the right position at this time of the year to uh, to you know walk away with that fifth championship. But I know Carson and David how, how bad they want to win one, um, and I think that they're going to be trying as hard as they can here over the next couple of weeks to to track him down. I remember last year at Sharon, you know, just a few weeks before the season was over, you know, David was about seventy points behind, and then it was as close as it you know I think it was like within twenty by the time they got to Charlotte. So. You can never say it's over, um, really. I mean, Brad has one bad night, and just like that, it's back to a three-car battle for the championship. So um, California is going to be very interesting because all three of those guys are very good uh, in California and as well as here coming up at Skagit. So um, I don't think we can – I don't think we can write the check quite yet to Brad, but, you know, he's in a pretty good spot. Yep. Uh, you know, the, one of the big stories outside Jeez. of Shuart – sweeping the weekend has to be David Gravel stopped the bleeding on Saturday night. Three straight sub top 10 finishes. He had to feel, you know, he always wants to win, but he's got to feel a lot better after Saturday night than he did uh, the previous nights, including his bad weekend at Jackson last weekend. Yeah, he actually had uh, four races outside the top 10. That one at the Saturday night at Jackson didn't count towards points, luckily, but Four races outside the top ten is the first time that happened to him in five years. Um, mm-hmm. So it was great to see him, you know, get, try and you know get things back on track with that second place run at uh, Red River Valley on Saturday. He said that there was something wrong with the engine, or he might have been able to compete with Shuhart for the win, but uh, he was just able to hang on to second uh, even with those issues. So yeah, it was good to see him kind of get things back on the right track um, because there for a while, I mean, uh, that was not looking too good. I mean. Friday night, he got beat by Brock Zierfoss, who came out of the work area with no nose wing, and, and he blew right by him. So things were looking pretty bleak there for David for a couple of races, but uh, hopefully that second-place run will get him going back in the right direction, heading back to uh, you know Skagit and, and things like that where he's had some good runs. So um, not going to lie to you guys, I hope Carson and David both are able to reel back in, Brad, because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a race fan before I'm a, a pit reporter, right, and I want to see a close championship out all the way to the end. Right. You, you know, when you have somebody that's like uh, Logan Shuhart or David Gravel, when, whenever they race each other, it, it's hard to get separation in between them. It's hard to get a bunch of guys in between those two, 
right? Well, yeah, especially when they start up front. You know, they start on the front row of the feature. Um, and at this point in time, I mean, it's you put a couple of these guys on the front row, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, just about everybody in the top seven or eight, I would say, in points, uh, if you put them on the front row, uh, they're it's going to be tough for them to fall back any farther than, you know, maybe third or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, Shuhart, he knows how – I think he's one of the best guys in the field when it comes to, to race craft, and I feel like he showed that on, on Friday night with what – he did with Sheldon there, and you know I think if Sheldon didn't go to the bottom, he probably would have won that race. But kind of Logan kind of, you know, did the old deal where he, he shows him the nose on the bottom and, and gets him thinking a little bit. Sheldon goes down there thinking the bottom's coming in, and then you know Logan goes back to the top and able and is able to pass him. You know, so Shuhart's got really good race crap. There's a couple of guys like that in the field uh, with the Outlaws right now, um, and every night, man, I feel like World Outlaws Racing right now is can't miss television. Uh, I mean, it's appointment television, really. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see that going on right now. It's just so competitive every single night. You really don't know who's going to win. Even if they, you know, you got a grab on a shoe hard on the front row, you still don't know who's going to win. Um, it's just super competitive right now. There's, you know, four or five guys with more than five wins this year. So um, it's been fun so far. And, and uh, it's crazy to think there's only like 20 races left this year. I like the way Geo Celsi is running right now. He finished eighth on uh... – Friday night, I believe it was. He was up to second. I think he passed David Gravel for second at one point there towards the end of that yeah. race on Saturday night. Ends up fourth, but he's really starting to put some together some consistency right now. Yeah, he's been super good. Uh, talking about him on the pre-race show Friday about how he was only 30 points behind Logan fourth, uh, fourth in points, which would have tied a record if he could finish fourth in points, something that hadn't been done since 1982, where a rookie of the year ran fourth or better in points. Brad Doty did it in 82. Uh, and Geo, you know, it was a really, really tough start to the year for those guys at Volusia and, and kind of early in, you know, when we went to Mississippi and uh, in Alabama or whatever, and he was just not good at all. But they've really started to click off a lot of top tens, a lot of top fives. It seems like he runs between fourth and eighth almost every single night, um, and that's allowed him to really get up there. He's passed Donnie. He passed Sheldon. Uh, he was catching on Shuart up until this weekend. You know, Logan swept the weekend, so he kind of lost him a little bit there. But, yeah, Gio's been super fun to watch uh, all year. And I think that those guys – it's kind of reminded me a little bit of Spencer Baston's run last year. You know, Spencer had two wins. He was – you know, had a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens for his rookie year. Uh, but this year, you know, Spencer's kind of been uh, – you know, those numbers aren't quite the same. So I'm interested to see what happens next year for Gio if – if he continues to have, you know, strong runs and a strong season or if he kind of regresses back that sophomore slump, you know. But right now, Gio is one of the most consistent guys right now out there. Do you think that he has a chance to get up there and pass Logan Schuhart for for that fourth place in points? I would like to think so. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to count right now. It looks like he's maybe about 50-ish back, somewhere yep. around there. Something um, like that. So, and Gio's going – going home, you know, here soon. He's going back to, you know, Placerville and Hanford, places that he's been really strong at. The only problem is, I mean, Logan has been very strong in California. One, I mean, was second at the Gold Cup last year. He won Hanford last year, I think. Or, I think it was the year – last year was the one where him and Carson had that kind of um, – that controversial finish where they ran into each other a little bit and Logan ended up winning. So it's hard to say, though. I think Gio can get him. It's just he's going to have to have Logan have a couple of uh, bad runs uh, right. really for it to happen. But then, you know, Logan heads back to kind of more of his part of the country, Williams Grove, Fort Royal, 
uh, things like that. So um, it's hard to say, but I'd like to see it. You know, I, I'd like to see something that hasn't been done in 40 years uh, happen again. And, and Gio, one of my favorite guys out there on the World of Outlaws Tour, it'd be great to see him have a, a really strong rookie season. He's 54 points back. 54, yeah. So he's about the same behind as Carson is to Brad right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like most of the time he's running between fourth and eighth every single night. Uh, and that's pretty darn good, uh, right. you know, compared to what other guys are doing. He's got 37 top tens right now, which is six more than Donnie, three more than Sheldon, five more than Baston. He's got the same amount as, as Logan. So he's been super, super good so far. Yep, no doubt. Uh, let's talk about Skagit Speedway this weekend. Going to have three nights there, then you go to Grays Harbor this weekend. How do you see things shaking out this weekend up in the Seattle area? Uh, well, I, I just love going to that area, really. I mean, the weather is so good. Uh, there's a lot a lot going on. I mean, it's the, the racetrack right there in the woods. I love going to Skagit. It's always so much fun. Um, and, you know, we I watched the Dirt Cup race they had earlier this year, and the racetrack was just phenomenal almost every single night. Um, so I really hope that we can get a racetrack like we saw during the Dirt Cup. Usually we don't get that because it seems like it's a little bit colder the time of the year when we go. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I'm just hoping they can get it the right way to where we know that it can be really, um, you know, wide. I'm hoping some California guys show up. I think we're going to have a pretty good car count um, with, you know, I think Dominic Selzy will be there and Corey Day and a couple other guys will be making an appearance up there at Skagit. Hopefully, you know, 30, mid-30s on the car count. Um, you know, so it's going to be a big weekend, three days, um, and a lot can happen as far as these points go. You know, I feel like last year there was three races there. I think we had three different winners. So excited to get back to Skagit. And then Grays Harbor, um, usually we don't get a huge car count there, but last year I remember was a, a bonker race. I mean, it was crazy. The heat races were crazy. The feature was crazy. Um, and it's kind of an underrated track, I think, Grays Harbor Raceway. And the fans, they show up, pack that place in. So, um, it's going to be a really fun week coming up here. Yeah, no doubt. You know, when I traveled with the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour race, when they had the Dirt Cup, usually that was a 360 race for about four or five years. And, and they moved it over to a 410 race. And I, I see the car count starting to pick up up there a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on a weekly basis, or are you talking about like just for the, the Dirt Cup altogether? The Dirt Cup, just for the Dirt Cup. You see the car number, the the amount of cars starting to add up a little bit more as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that when it was a 360 race, obviously it was a really, really big deal. A lot of cars would show up for that because there's more 360s out there in California than 410s, obviously, and they were traveling up there. And you get a couple of guys, I feel like, that would come from, you know, Idaho or whatever, Montana area. They would show up as well, and I think we're going to see maybe that as well coming up here uh, when we show up. So, um, yeah, I, I just like to see what Peter Murphy's doing up there, trying to build the 410, you know, uh, brand a little bit better out there, kind of bring it back to what it was back in the mid 2000s. Um, and I think it's working so far. We're seeing a couple more guys every year starting to run with the King of the West series, and a couple more guys showing up with us when we come out there to run the 410 stuff. So, um, also, uh, I think that. You know, coming up for Chico, we're going to have a good car count as well because, you know, last year uh, they had a different tire that was not the same tire that the Outlaws would run, so they'd all have to buy different tires. And, you know, I think a couple tracks have mandated the fire suppression system. So I think we're going to have a really strong car count the entire time we're out there in California compared to what we have been the last couple of years just due to, 
you know, different rule books and things like that from, from the California scene to the, to the outlaw scene. So, um, a lot to look forward to heading back home. I'll be there for about two weeks just to see the family and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, a lot to look forward to. Hey, this, where do you stay when you go out there? Uh, do you ever stay at the Tulip Inn across from the Walmart in the Seattle area? Um, man, we stay at the same place uh, every time. I, man, I cannot remember the ta- the name of the town. I, it's probably about thirty or no, maybe about twenty ish minutes south of the track. Um, and we stay, I think, at a Best Western. There's like a little Mexican restaurant in the. I, I, a, lot. a lot of the teams stay there, too. I know exactly where you're talking about. The best Western on the other side of the highway. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go to the bridge, yeah. Right, you go under the bridge, you turn left, and you go down there, and there's the best Western right there. Uh, we've stayed. Yeah, yeah, I've exactly. stayed in that motel room many a times down there. Yeah, a lot of teams seem to stay there, too. They're always doing maintenance on the parking lot or whatever, so... Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a fun weekend in Skagit. You know, when you're there for three days, it's it's nice to you know you kind of get to relax a little bit more, not having to drive overnight to any places. You know, you get to wake up the next day, not have to tear down all the broadcast equipment and stuff. So a lot more of a laid back deal. And then luckily we have a night, you know, a day to get down to Grace Harbor and kind of relax a little bit. So yeah, um, it's it's a weekend that I definitely look forward to uh, every year, and I feel like a lot of drivers look forward to it too. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but back in the day, I think it was 09 or maybe 10. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not, but Travis Rylett and 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 Tyler Perez, they had a terrible accident up there. Uh, Tyson Perez lost his life. And it was on the same weekend that Wayne Johnson nearly lost his leg up there. I don't know if you remember that or not. I do not, but I have talked to Wayne about that story. He has told me that story before um, about his crash, and that was at Gray's Harbor, wasn't it? It was at Gray's Harbor, and he wheel-hopped Wayne Johnson. Yeah, I did not know actually about uh, the the Perez guy. I never heard of that, really. I just heard of, of Wayne and his leg getting all messed up and about losing it. But, uh, yeah, um, I back in '09, I would have been – Oh man, uh, how many years ago is that? Thirteen. I would have been like fifteen years old or so. So I yeah. yeah, I don't don't remember. I wasn't I wasn't really a sprint car guy when I was. I mean, I was racing on dirt, but I didn't really pay attention as much when I was fifteen. I would go to Silver Dollar weekly, but not really kind of the big touring stuff until maybe I was about uh, seventeen or eighteen, maybe. But just um, yeah, Wayne told me a long story about that, and I was amazed the entire time he was telling it to me. Yeah. So just so you know, Tyson Perez. And and Travis Rylett, they they lit a barrel up, and I, I don't know if you've heard about this. What they do over in Australia, but they put a little line of fuel to the barrel, and and they were on top of the barrel, and the barrel blew up, and it burned them really bad. I don't know if you remember that or not with uh, uh, Tyson Perez, but he was from Australia, and he he was a guy that would take a shipload of a container shipload of parts back to Australia, and he would sell those parts back there, and that's how he made his living, working back there in Australia. But unfortunately, he lost his life that weekend up there. And it sounded like a crazy, crazy idea to get on a barrel and try to light it on fire, and it blew up, and it burned him really bad, man. It was just it was a horrible deal, just to be, just so you know. 
Yeah, I definitely uh, I, I would not have recommended that at all. But yeah, it's a bad bad <laughs> deal, a bad deal. But um, yeah, uh, I I never heard that story. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess uh, whenever I hear that guy's name now, I I know I know what happened. I know what people are talking about now. Yeah. Hey, uh, last year you mentioned different winners each night at Skagit last year. We had Logan Schuart and also David Gravel went in two of those nights. The other winner was Sheldon Hoddenshield, and I want to ask you about him. He had a second and a ninth-place finish over the weekend. They just haven't seemed to be as consistent as you'd expect them to be this year. Just kind of talk about Sheldon's season. We saw him win early in the year up here at U.S. 36 Raceways, won couple of other events this year but just uh, kind of talk about his season he had a hit and miss this weekend a little bit yeah I, I think it's kind of just been like a hit and miss season really for them all around I mean he's only got two wins I think it's been about t- almost 25 races since his last last win um, and I thought he was going to be more disappointed on Friday when he lost uh, but he was more just happy that he was in contention for a win uh, than anything you know that was what he said in his interview he was like man I'm just glad to be competing for a win because they haven't been up there uh, you know up in the top three for a while now it seems like you know they've been yeah. really struggling I don't know what the what is exactly going on there but compared to last year when he won you know ten, nine or ten races something like that he was seemed like he was winning almost every other week uh, was like fourth or fifth in points and now he's back in seventh in points two wins not really kind of been up in the, the hunt really for wins too much this this, this season. So um, only like a 9.2 average finish. So I don't know, man. Uh, something's been going on there. I think they did make a chat. They didn't made it. They made a chassis change midway through the year last season, or maybe it was earlier this year. But they they switched. I think uh, to a Maxim. I think I, I don't want to be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they did, and maybe that's kind of what they've been struggling with a little bit is a new chassis, but um, even when he, you know, this weekend he got out front there at River Cities, was was strong. I think he still was the best car. He just made the wrong decision to go to the bottom there, uh, and, and Logan got him, but I think that he was pro- probably the car to beat. That was kind of a track that's right up his alley, and I don't know if you heard this or not, but that was actually the fifth time that he's led at River Cities and still has not been able to win there. He's been passed late a wow. couple of times, so that place has really snake-bitten him there for a while. How many wins did he have last year? Uh, I can look real quick here. I'm on my I'm on my phone. It's it's loading right now. He Only had two wins nine wins last year. Nine, nine. wins. That was second wow. most of anybody. Yeah. Hmm. And then Carson Macedo won last year at uh, Grays Harbor Speedway. So uh, he had a lot of different winners. But yeah, I agree with you. The, if you watch the Dirt Cup, the the race, the track is as good as I'd ever seen it at uh, Skagit Speedway for the Dirt Cup last year. So, But if it, if you get that kind of a racetrack, we're going to see a hell of a weekend oh, up there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome if we can get a track like that. And I think that I think over the next two or three weeks, we're going to see one or two first-time World of Outlaws winners. I really do think we're going to see it happen, yeah. uh, whether it's at Skagit or in California, especially at the Gold Cup. You know, We're going to get a lot of you know 60-something cars probably going to show up there. A lot of them will be 360s, but you're still going to get – Really good 410 guys. I think we'll see Justin Sanders get a win, maybe even at the Dirt Cup or at the sorry at Skagit. He won the Dirt Cup this year. I think we're going to see Corey Day get a win. I think we're going to see some other guys definitely in contention over the next few weeks. Maybe Dominic Selzy gets in there and finally gets that first outlaw win. So that's another thing to look forward to is is seeing those California guys. Now we only get to see them once a year. You know, we yeah. used to go there twice a year. Now it's once, and this is their one chance to kind of shine. 
you know. Yeah. So um, it really just – I can't express it enough how excited I am to get back there and see uh, see some of my friends and see the local guys try and, um, try and put on a show, you know, because I always say – I'm a the Cali Click compared to the Pennsylvania Posse. I always think the Cali Click's better, but I get made fun of that a lot because people think you know people always say the Pennsylvania Posse is better. But this year the Posse um, has been struggling a lot, so maybe this is California's time to shine. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, hey uh, last weekend I can't remember which track it was. It was either Grand Forks or West Fargo. Um, James McFadden and Buddy Kofoot were really battling it out between each other. I, I thought for a second they might even get into each other. Yeah, that was that Fargo. Um, man, did, I don't know if we talked about how good of a racetrack that was. You know, I was the last few times we've been there, it really hasn't been that phenomenal, nothing really to write home about. But, wow, did they get it right uh, the other night on Saturday. It was so good. It's just, I, like I said, if Logan was not there, uh, it would have been like the race of the year between David, Geo, Buddy, McFadden, Donnie was in there. Brad got in there a little bit. Right. It was like a four-car race for second the whole race. Yeah. And uh, getting through traffic nonstop, 30-lapper. Uh, dude, it was it was so much fun. And, and James and Buddy, they were not leaving each other much room. There was a couple sliders. I was like, I had to, like, you know, uh, I jumped out of the air. You know, I'm standing there, and I, I jumped because I'm, like, flinching for them because it looked like they were about to run into each other. But yeah. uh, they kept it off each other and, and played nice as teammates there. What do you think Dennis Roth was doing watching that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was his birthday weekend, so maybe he was, um, maybe he was, uh, you know, out at the at the bar. I don't know what Dennis Roth does on a weekly basis, but uh, maybe he wasn't paying attention, or maybe he was getting a little scared there, uh, watching <laughs> yeah. his two cars uh, slide each other and and do all kinds of stuff. So, and that kind of takes me to another point. Man, I really wish we could have seen where McFad would be at in points right now if he did not have that devastating penalty earlier in the year. He's 13th in points right now with the second most amount of wins this year. I think he could have been up there in the top five, maybe even fourth, if he didn't have that penalty. Because he has been, it seems like almost every night he has, like, since that penalty, he has been in the mix in the top five. Uh, one of the best guys on tour right now. Uh, it's just, he's back in, he's 13th in points right now, or sorry, 13th just past Bill Rose, uh, and he's behind Noah Gass and Jacob Allen. So, yeah. Um, I, I just really wish where we could have seen him be at. I yeah. forgot. How many races did he have to sit out there? I forgot. I believe it was four, three or four. Yeah. It was four. Mm. So, yeah, that, that killed him. And then he had, I think it was minus, I think he lost a, like 500 points or something. Like that was a, one of the penalties or something. Hey, man, I, I, I'm sorry I made the uh, all-star mistake here in the beginning of the show, just so you know. <laughs> it's okay. I, I didn't. I didn't get to watch the All Star race, but I did read. I did read on Twitter that Kyle Reinhardt was in the lead, uh, and he did a flat tire, which I thought was, you know, besides the flat tire, I thought that was pretty awesome because it was his first weekend, I think, in that forty five car replacing Tim Schaefer. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah. And Tyler Courtney has already won two races since coming back from that month layoff. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he uh, man, he was pretty upset at Knoxville. To be honest, I mean, he was like depressed because he wasn't racing. You know. Yeah. Uh, he got hurt at the worst time of the year. He misses, you know, he misses the the Knoxville Nationals, the biggest race of the season. You know, so he was itching to get back into the car, um, and very cool to see him already. I mean, what the first race back he won, you know, and yeah, so, no doubt. Um, good to see, and hopefully, uh, you know, Zeb gets going a little bit too to keep that battle close. Chase, we can't thank you enough for being on the show each week with us. 
Uh, we, uh, it, it's just a pleasure to have you on and talk about the world of outlaws every week. And, uh, you know, we need to get the what, – what's her name over there uh, doing the pit reporting for the world of outlaw late models? Hannah yeah, Newhouse? Hannah Newhouse. We need to get her on. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sure she would do it. Yeah. Um, she'll be able to find it some time on her Monday, I'm sure, to, to talk to you guys, I'm sure. She did a good job filling in for you when weekend you were gone, too, by the way. So she And she's yeah, a racer she's a, herself. She's a professional, she, man. She uh, she can uh, report on a, a race to the bathroom, I think, man. She, she's she got it all figured out. <laughs> Isn't she, she races herself, I think, or she did. She used to, yeah. She used to run pavement late models. Uh, actually, she raced with my dad a little bit when he used to race. So, yeah, she was more of a pavement person. But, um, yeah, she's a... Uh, She's been a good addition to Dirt Vision for the late models and fills in, whether it's the sprint cars or she has to go run do the midgets or well, anything. She's able to do it all. I'll get along with her just fine because that's what I did most of my life is raced on pavement, just so you know. And oh, Connor, Connor Wade does a good job, too, over there at uh, Dirt Vision. Connor Wade's an yeah. excellent pit reporter. All right, Chase, thanks so much, man. We appreciate you taking the time. All right, hey guys, thanks. Also, just want to remind you, next week we are racing on Monday, so hopefully the time change and everything lines up for us to do this again on Monday. Just want to let you know, but thanks for having me on. All right, thank you, you buddy. Bet. Thank you, Appreciate Chase. It. See ya. There he is. Are we going to do a show next Monday? I think we should. I don't know. It's a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of racing going on. What do you want to Labor Day? Labor Day? Or what day is it? I'm sorry. Labor Day. Labor Day? Labor Day. Um, I don't know. No? Usually we... I don't know. I mean... We usually take off holidays. Yeah, we come back on Tuesday. We'll we, talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. We can do a Tuesday show. Well, we'll it, it's or, not... that. People, if you're gonna, if people you're, might not listen on that's Tuesday. True. If we go out, But if you go out of town that weekend, then... We'll just have to figure it out. We'll discuss it. Yeah. We'll fa- and we'll let you know what we decide to do. Yeah, no How's doubt that? about it. All right. When we come back, Trenton Berry from RacingDirt.com joins us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at CMS this weekend. And uh, before we go to break, I just want to remind you the uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame has got a couple of drawings. You know, they, they just gave away the Corvette here a uh, little, about a week ago. Philip Winslow from Adel LaRue, Ohio, is the winner of the 70th anniversary 2023 Z06 Corvette. And uh, they're already taking entries for next year's Corvette, 2024. Win a Z06Corvette.com. You can sign up for next year's sweepstakes fundraiser. They'll be giving away a uh, torch red Z06 Corvette convertible with a Z07 performance package and $25,000 cash for the grand prize winner in 2024. So you get signed in on that. The sprint car raffle is going on for 2024. And uh, you've got a few weeks left to check out the Williams Grove exhibit up at the Knoxville's uh National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. If you're heading up for the late model Knoxville Nationals here in a few weeks, that'd be another great time to uh, check it out up there. So a lot of great things going on. The souvenir store is open. And the Hall of Fame is open almost 365 days a year. They're off Christmas and 
you know, all the major holidays of the year. They're off on all the major holidays. Yeah. yeah. But outside of that, they're open throughout the year. So, and if you want to buy anything from the, uh, the store, you go to sprintcarstuff.com, sprintcarstuff.com to buy anything from the merchandise store up there at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They got a lot of great stuff in there. I'm partial to the books. They got a lot of great racing books in the Hall of Fame store. Kirk, I bought a Sammy Swindell book. Did you yeah. know that? How about that? Yeah. Uh, they interviewed Sammy Swindell. $60. I was going to say they interviewed Sammy Swindell after he won a heat race at Knoxville the other night. Yeah. And he was banged up more than we might have thought in that wreck right before the Nationals. He would have run the Nationals had he not been banged up in that bad wreck in the 360 car right before the, the Nationals started. That right was a rugged, that was a tough wreck for Sammy. And he was hurting after that. That caused him some injuries that he's still trying to get. Shoulder and it popped out a couple ribs. Yeah. Yeah. But he said he's feeling a lot better. We saw him win a heat race up there. I think he finished in the top five of the feature up there. I, so. I, I'm a huge Sammy fan, just so you know. 68 years old. He's still out there doing it. I, I, I worry about him a little bit, though, out there driving. I worried those... about him after that wreck. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at CMS this weekend. We'll be back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports. Trent Berry joins us next. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that to build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Todd, is that is that Adam's music right there? That one right there is. Uh, oh, hold on. Turn yourself up that a little. Is Adam's music. Uh, yeah, that is Adam's music. Absolutely. Adam is a, a, a great asset to us because we have our own bump music coming back from breaks. Yeah, people don't and realize. What Adam is such a musician. Yeah. I got to tell you, that's really good. Yeah, he's really, really good music. It's really, like you said, it's professionally edited. He, he, see, the thing, not only is Adam a, a good musician, he's he's just He's a well-rounded musician. Yeah, and he's just as good as producer uh, of the music as well. You know what I'm saying? He edits, yeah. So it's, it's one thing to be able to record all that stuff. It's another thing to be able to mix it down to make it sound as professional as, as he does. So, right. the, so most of the music that you guys hear... 95% of it is Adam's music. Um, the other 5% is my cousin's band because he allows us to use his music. It has more lyrics, so we don't use it nearly as much. But Adam has right. worked on some new music for Racing Boys. and um, Adam is one of the best producers. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, he can do it all, right? Yeah. He, he can play guitar. Everything. He can play the bass. Drums, he can play guitar, the drums. Keyboards. And, and he's things. an exceptional drummer. Isn't he? Top notch drummer. I mean, at, at the highest level. When you can go set in, and he set in on a Beatles jam the other day, he put, told me about. People don't realize Ringo Starr is not an easy gig to be able to play that drum beat. That's a Ringo drum, Starr might be one of the most under, underrated drummers ever. It's because his style is completely different. 
it's a different right watch and play the drums and if you're able to to do that it's it's amazing yeah yeah no, no I doubt that. adam's a good guy yeah no doubt all right let's bring in trenton barry from racingdirt.com trenton how you doing buddy with you are are you there oh yeah yeah oh, can you hear me yep no i can hear you i can hear you better now um so off weekend this weekend tell me about it did you have a, a good time with the family yeah so I, I i went to salina uh saturday night for the asc sprint car race i, I was going to go to kansas city friday and it just it didn't work out. I had had a couple other things I had to do Friday, so it just wasn't going to work for me to get to Kansas City Friday. So uh, I I kind of made a switch there last minute and, and uh, made it to Salina Saturday night, though. Yeah, no doubt. We had uh, Matt Covington on, who picked up the win on Friday night at Lakeside Speedway. Um, I don't know if you know it, but man, he had a awful wreck at Knoxville. They had to cut him out of the car. They had to cut the roll cage out off the car to get him out of the car. And it was a grinding wreck and it was really hard on his body. And it, we talked about it in great length on the show today. I don't know if you knew that happened to him. You watched that. Did you not Trenton? That was Saturday night at Knoxville, the D main. You watched that. Yeah, I was watching it. Now, Dirt Vision's cameras never caught the wreck, and they never replayed it, which I think was probably appropriate. So I didn't actually see what the wreck was, but um, no, nobody that was watching on on Dirt Vision did. So, um, but yeah, glad glad he was safe. And I, I watched I watched the race Friday night. I watched almost the whole thing from Lakeside Friday. I just wasn't able to get there um, and and watch his performance. Uh, pretty pretty outstanding performance to. Uh, get back in the saddle and get after it the way he did and, and he was he was good saturday too he just never had a chance to quite quite get up there and mix it up up front that was that was blake Hans race saturday night until he ran off the end of the racetrack he was by far the fastest car but yeah no it, doubt. it was pretty entertaining it was pretty entertaining saturday night too really i mean it was yeah. it was a good race um it had five, five different lead changes uh, which you don't you don't see a lot so yeah um that was that was that's a pretty pretty astounding number uh in an a main too so it, it had its share of action hey i did, thought it was a pretty pretty good weekend all along hey did you know that i'm talking to your girl heather know that yeah we've been t we've been talking we talked up at knoxville and we talked out at lakeside and uh, she called Deidre and asked Deidre to come out and hang out with her out at out, out at Lakeside Speedway. She but was running the infield camera, was she not? She was. She was running the infield I saw camera. That. Yeah. How about that? Right. Oh, so it was a that was a, that was a whole that was a whole deal. I'm I'm glad I'm glad she did it. So that was so she that was something she did not have to do. She she chose to do that. So anyway, I'm I, I was glad she was was there to do that. So. Yeah, they had a they had a good night. I, I talked to all of them, uh, either either Friday or Saturday, and uh, they did a good job. And I was excited to get back. I, you know, I hadn't I hadn't been to Salina Highbanks in, gosh, six or seven years. Man, that um, that is such a great just, facility, isn't it, Salina Highbanks? Had had a good racetrack too. I mean, the the main was good. It it narrowed up a little bit at the end right there, but. Uh, uh, all, all things considered, I think they they put on a pretty good show. They had a good crowd Saturday night too. 
um, I'd, I'd I'd miss being there. So it was good. It was good for me on a uh, a personal level to be uh, making making visit back there. I, I had had a very enjoyable evening Saturday. What do you reckon Chance Morton was thinking? Uh, finishing second, not going to the scales. Gosh, I don't know. I hate I hated to hear that too. I, I didn't hear that till right after, but I heard it before I left, and I just we see it we see it from time to time, you know. So he just um, uh, you forgot. Just hope, hope, hope those racers don't make that mistake a second. He had a great run. I remember Johnny Herrera doing that down at Sedalia. Do you remember that happening, Kirk? I don't remember that happening, but Johnny Herrera bypassed the scales and got DQ'd after he won his heat race. That's almost as big as uh, coming in after the white flag and not staying out for the checkered. I've seen that a couple Listen, of times. I did it one time in my super truck out at I-70 Speedway. It was, it was a makeup race from the week before, and they run our race right when we were at the start of the night. And I drove right past the scales, and Bob Morton come over and told me, he said, hey, bud, you're going to have to get disqualified because you didn't go to the scales. Because it was daylight, and it felt like a heat race to me. Just so you know. What was, uh, you know, probably the biggest moment of the race, Trenton, on Saturday night, Blake Hahn was uh, on his way to victory, and... I, what happened there? What, slid off the racetrack. How did, how did he slide off the racetrack? Was it just too slick for him? He just he just carried a bunch of speed in there, and it, it had oh, it probably had a lane, lane and a half of crumbs up top that, that just just upset the car, and he he ended up high, which was where he was running to make it up all his ground, um, both turns, and and uh, just ended up there and went off the. We just kind of rolled off the top of the racetrack, and what was weird was he never, he never stopped, and that was pretty incredible. He, he kept his car going. He did a couple three sixties out in the the grass down below and drove right back up on the racetrack. But by that point, the, the caution was already out. So yeah, um, he he was the fastest car Saturday night. There's no no question about it. He didn't win the race, but he was the fastest car there Saturday. It just man, just one 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 mistake did him in. I don't know if you know this, but his first national tour race was at Salina High Banks. The very first time he ever won, his grandma was there, his grandpa was there, the whole family was there, and that was the first time he ever won a national tour race was at Salina High Banks. And he, he, he's sure good at he's sure good there, man. He was he's he's a tough customer. So he still won impressive. one of the most it's exciting. About, it's about, it's about one of the most impressive non-wins that I've seen in a while. Yeah, to, for him to keep that car going, I, I, that's pretty steep off that banking down there in turns three and four for him to keep that car going. That was pretty incredible. But he still won one of the most exciting races I've seen all year, and it was on RacingDirt.com when he and uh, Jack Dober went at it up there at uh, Norfolk, Nebraska, I believe it was, early in the year. That was a hell of a race. Yeah, Boone, Boone County is where that was. Yeah, um, that that I think, and I think that was the ASCS's. But I, I think there were two races we didn't have right at the beginning of the year, so I can't speak to those. But as far as the the ones that we've carried this year, I think that was the best race we've had uh, had on on our platform all year for sure. And um, it was, for, 
I will say, Blake, you know, he had that win Friday night in the Sooner region at Creek County Speedway, and he's done a great job with the 410 uh, cars this year. He just hadn't raced a lot of 360 this year, just a handful of races. Uh, but when he does, he's pretty good. Jason Martin was there, you know, and he was he was steady and fast and just did just did everything he needed to do to be in the right place at the right time there Saturday night to, to get it done. I was, I was pretty proud. The guys were pretty complimentary of the racetrack afterwards, too, and how much they enjoyed it. Um, yep. it, was a, it was a good night. Hey, sure. hey uh, so Rodney Sanders has a 131-point lead over Jason Hughes. Is is this championship just about over? How how many points can he's obviously how many points I I don't how many points can a guy make up in one night, Trenton? I don't know exactly. USMTS has a lot of points. You get a lot of points for a win, and they're incremental differences, but they're different. Like not every not every spot has the same. It's kind of complicated if if we're just being honest. So. it, there's rules. It's not something that I've ever obsessed about. I just know there's a lot of points. If it, if it comes down to it right at the end, uh, I make a couple phone calls, figure out what the scenarios are so I can competently speak to it. But I just, I, I don't, I don't obsess about, about the points, especially not now. There's two more races that have been added. Lakeside just announced theirs, uh, on Halloween weekend. They're going to make up the Grant Young Hands Memorial. Um, and I guess since we're sponsoring the next night, it's not been out anywhere, but I know the way you guys like breaking news. Um, the Halloween Spooktacular at 81 is going to end the season again. Uh, Racing Dirt's going to title sponsor it uh, Halloween weekend, like the 29th, I think, of October. Something like that's going to be the, the championship night for, for the year. So I don't know when they plan to put all that information out, but we're title sponsoring it, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Lakeside is on Friday night that weekend and 81 on Saturday yeah. night. Is that the way it is? Yeah. yeah. That's what the plan is. So, Hey, uh, uh, I'm, I want to ask you about the American Modified Series. you got a couple of big weekends of that. You had a race here over the weekend uh, down at Boot Hill Speedway, but you got a monster weekend in the, on Labor Day weekend. Just kind of talk about yeah. this series and what lies ahead, a full weekend for that series this weekend on racingdirt.com. Schedule some cancellations. It's had, there's been a lot going on with that series to be, to be totally transparent with you. Um, there, Eric Cheshman oversees that day to day. That's part of his job with, with USRA and, and he, he operates it. And he's on Texas. They produce about half the races and we produce about half the races and each of us, each of us carry every single one of them. And that's how we've operated it since the beginning. And it was, I feel like that was a good thing to do um, because there's a lot of places they had relationships with and we didn't, we didn't feel like we needed to screw them and they didn't feel like they needed to screw us, to be honest. So it's it's been a good deal. And so, uh, yeah, they're they're going to carry uh, all that stuff through there. It's There were like four different versions behind the scenes of what was going to happen. Um, Arclotex was supposed to be part of that. They were a late cancellation. Um, out of that weekend, so I know they've they've uh, picked up another racetrack. Maybe it was Hunt County. Um, I know I don't have all the specifics on it, but I know Race on Texas is uh, is producing all these and there's a bunch of money on the line. There's a ton of USRA modified competitors that are around the, the DFW area, um, and so it's just kind of a 
kind of a pool that Danny for for those cars regionally and, and gives them a little more they can race for and shines a little brighter light on them. It's it's done uh, it's done decently well for us um, to, to carry and um, a good relationship with Race on Texas, which is important to us as well. Uh, Hunt County Raceway on Thursday night, Texarkana 67 Speedway on Friday night, Saturday night, Rocket Raceway Park, and then I uh, believe you have a race on Sunday night uh, as well, RPM Speedway. So that's full weekend. Sunday, and they, they just dropped it. So Oh, they did? Okay, um, so that's not yeah, there. They were, they were on the initial schedule, uh, and I believe it was the I don't. I, I believe it was Sunday that they were on the, the the first version of that. But anyway, things happen. It's it's not it's not un, uncommon to see. But um, yeah, they got a whole lot of racing going on there. And th- so here's the other interesting part of this. This is the first time USMTS has set idle on Labor Day weekend since I can remember. I mean, it, every year that we've carried their races, we there there's been something. You know, now we haven't always been live on Labor Day weekend. Uh, but the series is all, had always raced, and the Saturday night race had always been at Deer Creek. And so with them taking three days over Memorial Weekend, which was new for them this year, uh, they opted to not do Labor Day weekend, and Todd decided that uh, Todd decided he'd just like to take that one off for the family on Labor Day weekend, and I don't, I don't blame him one bit for it. So. Yeah. Hey, the big question is, is how long is Chris Jones going to hold out? Man, so I went. I went and helped my guy Art Saturday on the, the Chiefs Network, and he's he is in, he is firmly in the the resigned Chris Jones camp, and I I am in the I'm in the moving along camp, um, and I, I I part company with him there. I I um I think his age and I think his request. I understand that he is elite. Um, other elite players that are going to need to be re-signed here coming up. And I, I, I would, I would, pref- I would prefer them to save that money, and I, I would prefer them to to move Chris Jones on down the line. So uh, I, I don't, I don't really care how long he holds out. To be honest with you, I just, I'd like them to get something done with him. Well, I, I think there's a couple guys that could replace him this year, don't you? And I don't think. I mean, you'd be a fool to think you're going to find somebody as good as him because you're probably not. But but that's also okay. <laughs> you, you can't you you can't have a top five player at your position group in every position group, and the Chiefs will be fine. I mean, here's the thing: Trey Smith's going to demand a big contract. Creed Humphrey's going to demand a big Sneed. contract. Sneed Sneed is going to need a big contract too. I think it's really important that we sign Sneed. I just do. I, I think that's huge. I think we can find somebody that will be serviceable replace Chris Jones. I'd be a fool to tell you that I think he'll be he'll be that good or or they can match his production because I, I don't I don't think that person probably exists right now that they can get their hands on reasonably. But but that's fine. That's that's the business of football. And and you know, I don't know that we win that Super Bowl last year without Chris Jones. He made some massive plays down the stretch to win that Super Bowl. But what what do you I'm think? Again, too. What do you th- think? There's other there's other players besides besides like somebody would step up and make a play. So, how many number ones would you have to get for Chris Jones? Two. Problem: The Chiefs have lost a lot of leverage right now. I mean, if you're just being honest, they've they've lost a ton of leverage in there. 
in their push to try to get max value for him because other teams that are not stupid, they've, they've seen what's going on here this season. Yeah, but we got we, holdout, so. we've got one more year to where we can franchise him. We can do that next year. We can franchise him again next year. He said he'd hold out till week eight. I just don't know that. I mean, who knows if he even shows up to play? No matter what you do. Well, that would be stupid on his part because that that that's like like twenty million dollars that he's going to miss out on. Le'Veon Bell with the Pittsburgh Steelers and his attitude and his arrogance and his greed got in the way of his career. Le'Veon Bell was untouchable when he decided to hold out. So right. Yeah. I'm with that. Happening. It, 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 it's extremely ignorant. I I I. I 100% hear what you're saying. But, no, I don't think the Chiefs will get two first-rounders for him by any – I mean, I don't see any scenario that they could, could pull that. I'd be great if they could, but – I think they could. I don't – I'm don't, with you 100%. Man, I, I, like, I like the way you're thinking. So, may, I mean, maybe we'll see. I'm just I'm just kind of over it, to be honest. Hey, I am I am doing something this weekend, though. So, we're, I'm – Where are you going? I'm going to, I'm going to Mississippi Thunder. So – we're, we're making up that World Outlaws race from the first week of May that got rained out the Dairyland Showdown. Right. So they got one night at qualifying in. That's that's all been scrapped. It was a complete show. It had its own payout on it. It was a preliminary night payout. But so rain rain killed Friday and Saturday there. But they rescheduled it on a. There's a one. It's a one day twenty grand to win Friday night up there, and then the, the Outlaws are going to go to Deer Creek on Saturday. So. Uh, I'm excited to get back up to Mississippi Thunder. I've only been there once this year, and obviously we've we've kept really close tabs on it and and, and talked to Bob and Tyrone uh, a ton. But but Stick and I are excited to get get up there this weekend and see that see that Outlaws race Friday right. night. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a barn burner. They'll have that racetrack juiced up and ready to go. Are they racing other nights uh, this weekend too? Is it a full weekend aside from the Outlaw late models? The Outlaws are racing Friday there and Saturday at Deer Creek, and both of them are 20 grand to win. Okay, so just the one night at uh, Mississippi Thunder Speedway. Are you going over to Deer Creek as well? That's the plan. That's the plan to go to Deer Creek Saturday night since we're in the area. You know, there's only about an hour uh, between the two places. So, um, but really, we're to that. And it's, it's been fun being on that side of, uh, of the racing business this year. Um, it, it's work what Bob and Tyrone do to to make a racetrack go and to be good and make the right decisions and not piss everybody off and you know just like keep keep the whole ball rolling. It's 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 a ton of work that, that they've put into it and, and uh, it'll be a small part of that with them this year. And this obviously is going to be the the culmination event of of their entire schedule that, that they put together. I mean, it's the biggest night of the year for the racetrack. So, um, it's going to be pretty wild. Hey, Trenton, one other thing before we let you go, you got one other event on your race and dirt schedule this weekend. We used to carry this event and it really is a sleeper event that brings in a lot of viewers and a lot of interest is the Ironman 55 at Creek County Speedway. You're going to pay a lot of money for this event. 305 sprints, that's a big event you're carrying this weekend. Yeah, and it's uh, we've we've done a handful of races down there from from Creek County, and 
Um, great, great racetrack. First and foremost, I love, I love little rings. And so that just, that just fits perfectly. So, um, yeah, we, I, we carried that one last year too. Um, so it's crazy. They're putting that much money on the line. I, I think, but, uh, it's awesome too. So I don't, I, you know, that's, that's a, that's a really neat deal. So looking forward to carrying that one too. I'm not sure which one of our guys, I'd say Michael or Cordell is probably going to go shoot that one. I hadn't, hadn't heard for sure. Uh, which one of them we're, we're going to do that this weekend. But, um, yeah, well, in Oklahoma, which I know you guys did when you were, you guys were on the, the streaming side of things too. So fortunate to have good relationships at all those places across that entire state. Yeah. Well, Trenton, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on uh, Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at CMS this weekend. Um, have have you ever done a race down at CMS? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one. It was, it was it, the when we very first launched our OTT platform that we're on right now. We did it. We did the Tom Wilson live there one year, and it it didn't conflict with anything. Um, you know, it all it had that huge payout at that time for the modifieds, and we. We went and did it, yeah, 4th of July weekend, when we very that. first launched this platform in 2019 that we're on right now. All right, buddy. Well, we can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you being on every week with us, talking USMTS on RacingDirt.com. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot, and I hope you guys have a great week and a happy Labor Day weekend. Safe right. travels to Wisconsin. Hey guys. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. There there, there's Trenton Berry. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to our friends at Liberty RV. Um, they've been so good to us over the years. For the last 20 years, they've always loaned us RVs, and we've we've taken one to Eldora, we've taken one to Husets, we've taken one to. Where else did we go, Kirk? I don't know. Eldor, El, Eldor and Knoxville are the two big ones. And Knoxville. Yeah. They are such good people up there. Preston and Beverly are the owners of Liberty RV, and they've been so good to the racing boys for the last 20 years. We can't even thank them enough for everything they've done for us. And they let us go up there and dump our tanks for free every all the time we go up there and we use their 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 tank dump to dump our tanks up there and they do that and they let us do it for nothing and they are just such great people aren't they kurt yeah it's uh service is everything in business i believe if you got great service which they do uh, everything else takes care of itself but the inventory that they've got up there and it's an easy location to get to right up uh between 291 and I-35. As a matter of fact, you drive up I-35, you can see it right there. Right there off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very handy to get to. Great place. Great people. Right across the street from yeah. Heartland Chevrolet. So if you're looking for an RV, that is your first stop you need to make. Liberty, Liberty RV. RV. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I want to congratulate uh, a couple of other people we have mentioned this weekend. Brad, Brandon Shepard won the 
Quad Cities 150 Saturday night up at Davenport Speedway. That racetrack was in fabulous shape. Yeah. And they put on a show up there. Brandon Shepard, the winner, the former driver of the Rocket House car, which won out in Pennsylvania this weekend, right. too. Hudson uh, O'Neill won up at Port, uh, at Port Royal. That's Speedway. right. So yeah. we talked about that a little bit earlier. And, uh, you know, the former driver, Brandon Shepard, in his own car, his own family car, uh, picks up the big win at Davenport, taking advantage of a right rear tire by Bobby Pierce that went down. Otherwise, I think Pierce sweeps the weekend up there. He went back-to-back prior to Saturday night, but uh, shredded right rear tire put Bobby Pierce out of the hunt. And they had some great racing. Mike Marler, uh, we talked about him making a big move. Run second, right? uh, To Hudson O'Neill on Saturday night out at Port Royal Speedway. He put on a show out at Port Royal, even though he didn't win, our good friend, Mike Marler run second and ran picked second up, to Hudson O'Neill picked up uh, Hudson O'Neill picked up fifty two thousand three hundred dollars. Mike Marler picked up twenty thousand dollars for second place. Yeah, and that is one of my favorite racetracks. And the track prep did not disappoint again at Port Royal Speedway. We see mostly sprint cars on that racetrack, but the late models put on a hell of a show there, as well as Davenport on the bull ring up there. Also at Davenport this weekend, getting back to Davenport Speedway, the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series race this weekend. Zach Dom won on Friday night, and Gavin Miller, the Saturday night winner in the Midgets at Davenport. So congratulations to all those guys. And Knoxville finished up their regular season this weekend. Aaron Reitzel won the season finale 410 feature event as Austin McCurl wrapped up the championship and Chase Randall winning the 360 sprint car feature and also winding up the championship. And we say best wishes to Riley Goodnow, who had to spend a night in the hospital at Knoxville on Saturday night after getting involved in a uh, really scary incident with uh, Linton Jeffrey and Ben Brown, also involved in that accident. And... An arm injury to Riley Goodnow forced him to spend a night in the hospital, but the next morning, yesterday morning, makes the trip up to Houston Speedway last night and finishes seventh after spending the previous night in the hospital in Knoxville. So hats off to Riley Goodnow for toughing it up and making a run up to uh, Houston Speedway and a good solid finish in seventh after... uh, Tim Kading had a tire go down. He was going to win that race, but opened up the door for Justin Henderson to win the 410. They've got a big weekend up at Houston's this weekend. 410s and 360 cars on two nights, Saturday and Sunday nights at Houston Speedway this weekend. Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. And also this weekend, 410 sprints and non-wing sprint cars at Lake Ozark Speedway. In Eldon, Missouri. And answer me this, Scott. We've got two different non-wing sprint car classes running on the same weekend. we got the USAC Midwest Wingless Sprint Association racing Friday night at US 36 Raceway in Osborne, I-35 on Saturday and Sunday at Bethany. But then the Power I non-wing war non-wing sprint cars decided to schedule uh, two nights of racing along with the 410s at Lake Ozark Speedway this weekend. How many cars do you think are going to show up at each of those two places? 
I think I'm going to go to Lake Ozark Speedway this weekend. I've already booked a motel room at the Super 8. There you go. Two big nights, Saturday and Sunday at Lake Ozark. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be going by myself or not, but maybe Deidre will go with me. I might show down, show up down there one of those nights, down there Saturday night. I'm going to. I've only got a room with one bed. Oh Kurt. well, I'm I'm coming driving down, driving back. It's Friday night. I'm going to be at Sweet Springs for the first night of the Pete Frazier Memorial. That's Saturday and Sunday, and then Saturday night I thought about going down to Lake Ozark Speedway. Yep. Sunday night, I'm not sure where Bethany, the Northwest Missouri State Fair, seems like a good place to go on Sunday night. So, big weekend coming up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at CMS this weekend. Can I say just one more thing to slip in? Just one more thing. Sure ahead, Kirk. Go ahead. That crash that Ryan Priest had at Daytona on Saturday night Scary, wasn't it? was a, about as wild a flip as we've ever seen. We've seen some flips at Daytona before, but that one may rank right up near the top. Yeah, that three not, in, not in my eyes. Jeffrey Bodine getting into the fence. Kyle Larson getting into the fence. The motor flew up. Up into the grandstands when Kyle Larson hit the no, fence. No, I agree with you about those, but I'm I'm just talking about just in the, just the flip of the and, car and, on the back And away. Carl Edwards flipping into the fence. Those were the scariest yeah. wrecks that I've ever seen. No, I I agree. And the Jeff Bodine incident back in 2000. I I agree with you about that. You were there for that one. We haven't you? seen a car flip like that. A cup car, and this is the next gen car. It's been a while. The point I'm trying to make is it's been a lot of years since we've seen a car flip on the back straightaway the way Ryan Priest's car flew in the air on Saturday night. Well, the scariest ones are the ones that get into the fence. And Ryan Blaney, I I will say this, Ryan Blaney hitting the wall hard on the front straightaway, that was a pretty scary wreck. Hold on. Did, Did the 20 car get into the back? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Christopher uh, Bell got I, I, in the back. I, I, I'm not sure that he actually made contact with him. I think he took some air off the spoiler. Well, I think he made contact with him. I'm not sure he made contact with and him. And they're teammates. I know it. Well, I'm glad everybody walked away and coming to Kansas in a couple weeks. And we'll be out there. 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's right. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. Kirk, we're going to be doing a pre-race show out there that weekend, aren't we? Uh, Sunday, September 10th. September 10th. In uh, the Hollywood Casino 400. A big weekend. They got uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the ARCA Series on Friday. What time are we doing that show? I don't know yet. They haven't given us the time quite yet. They haven't haven't done that. Yeah. Because that's football weekend. You know, that's opening. That's opening. Chiefs will already be done, but the NFL breaks that weekend so sunday will be are a- you excited for the chiefs game thursday yeah i am detroit I, yeah you, know, you think we game. can beat them yeah detroit's a better team than people think you oh know? they're much they're, better they're a really good team and yeah. i'm sure this is their super bowl <laughs> you yeah, know no I'm doubt saying? about it's, it it's i'm happy to uh get that game out of the way me on too. thursday night before the 
I NASCAR agree. weekend. I completely agree. I like it's going to make the cup weekend a lot better for yeah, everybody. So no doubt. It'll be fun. All right, Todd. Thanks f- so much for what, everything thanks, you do, buddy. Appreciate it. All thanks, right. You're welcome. All right. For Todd Surprise, for my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply. We'll see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. 